Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and the unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. Check out our website, www.bigfootsocietypodcast.com. It's our base for all things social media, blogs, episodes, and everything else Bigfoot Society. Follow Bigfoot Society on Instagram to keep up to date with the community daily. If you'd like to support us and help us keep the lights on for the cost of less than a cup of coffee per month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society, where for $5 a month, you'll get early access to the podcast before anyone else and exclusive access to our weekly Patreon-only Bigfoot Society After Dark podcast. It's where the week's guest stays on after everyone else leaves and shares their favorite creepy or cryptid story with me and you, the listener, as we're sitting around the campfire at our creepy cryptid summer camp. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society to also see all the shout-out, Zoom hangout, merch discounts, and more that you'll have access to as an official Bigfoot Society card-carrying member for only $5 a month. A little bit of This American Life and a little bit of In Search Of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, Put your phone in your pocket and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. You may be wondering, why is there this amazing extra bonus episode in my podcast feed? Well, it's because we decided we had to get Seth Breedlove in to chat about the 2021 Kickstarter and a whole lot of cool information about the upcoming uh, movies, especially On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Discovery. A lot of cool information from that. But excited to have my friend Seth Breedlove from Small Town Monsters uh, back at it again. Uh, We answer a lot of listener questions and just have a, a great time chatting as always. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Seth Breedlove from Small Town Monsters about the current 2021 Kickstarter. All right. Well, in this episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast, we have the pleasure of having Mr. Seth Breedlove coming back and talking to us about the 2021 Kickstarter, specifically about uh, the movies that are coming down the line, but we'll talk about the Kickstarter too and how it's a uh, blown previous years out of the, uh, the water. How are you feeling uh, so far, Seth? It's pretty wild, man. Sentence, I didn't know where that sentence was going. <laughs> to be honest with you. It's getting wild and crazy kids. Um, I mean, what 75 K today, man. Is Yeah. It's slightly over 75. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the <clears throat> every year it's like it's like weirdly surprising. I think last year was the first year where it was like where we were super stressed out. And <clears throat> because of that, I think we just like this was the first year where we didn't raise the goal over the previous year. So okay. we had like kind of like not doubled it, but 
you know, each year we added maybe like 10 or 15 over the previous year. Some of that has to do with the fact that like each year we were adding more and more productions um, <clears throat> over the previous year. Cause if you think about, we started with Minerva in 2015, that was one production. And then the next year it was Boggy Creek monster. Mm. And then it became Mothman and Invasion, and then Flatwoods Champ Bray, and then Terror Momo, yeah. um, Terror Momo and Bigfoot, and then it became you know. So this year it's four productions. So each year it's um, gone up, but but this past year, like 2020, was the first year where where we were genuinely we had to wait like three days to hit the goal, which we weren't used to. So we just kind of stressed. So this year we were like, you know what? Let's just leave it at the same goal. And yep. then, and within like 10 minutes of launching it, we had as yes. much in pledges as we did um, in like 2016, the entire yeah. Kickstarter. <laughs> it, it was like what? 12 K in 10 minutes or something. In t- it, it was, was intense. 16. It was 16. 16. Wow. In 10 minutes. And so you was- had people like Lauren Coleman is one of the, uh, um, uh, executive producers or producers is that his yeah. first year doing that yeah that was um yeah, that's he's awesome had, he's had involvement in previous kickstarters but i can't remember i can't remember what it was exactly he's never backed i don't think they've ever backed at the executive level yeah but it's cool to like i just finished the credits the opening credits for uh bigfoot the journey and it was kind of cool to put lauren's name oh man opening. it's just so cool yeah it that. just makes sense yeah so um so yeah i think everything's going really well honestly the hardest thing right now is just figuring out like stretch rewards because we've done this is our seventh kickstarter so it's like what how many times are you going to give away like stickers and bumper stickers but we've actually we haven't done a bumper sticker really since boggy so it's actually been a while um so we did the yeah, we're going to do that on the trail of Small Town Monsters bumper sticker as a stretch reward. And then it, what, what was the other thing? Oh, the on the trail of logo pin. And then the third one is going to be if we can hit 80K, we're going to do the uh, season one of Case Files on DVD. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that'll include the the um, Kexburg crash episode which was always supposed to be like the season finale of case files and then i just okay. ran out of time to make it we actually even shot oh, wow we interviewed a, a guy from kecksburg um and this would have been like we were there filming final shots for invasion invasion was already edited we were at the kecksburg ufo festival um and we interviewed a guy named ron struble who's like a kecksburg witness okay. um and we interviewed him specifically for this case files episode and then we never made it. Um, so, so, so we're going to make that episode and then that'll be part of the, the release plan. So nice. Oh, that's awesome. That is so cool. Um, man. And I, I would assume everyone listening to this knows of Seth. Seth of course is, you know, small town monsters There's also so much more to small town monsters, but like, you know, I think Seth and Mark small town monsters. And I mean, if you haven't checked out any of Seth's films that he just uh, talked about and you're listening to this, 
you're really doing yourself a disservice and you need to go check some out. And I mean, you can, of course, you know, buy, buy a copy of a, uh, you know, on a, a DVD or Blu-ray on a small town monsters website. You can also find them on different streaming sites um, currently. Right. Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, my wife is walking through the room like Patty right now. And it's, <laughs> if I, if I could turn the camera. <laughs> um, Adrian is, I feel like Adrian is more hilarious than people know. Yeah. She's like, pre- yeah, she, pre- she came creeping out of the door and then just, Oh, that's funny. The room. That's um, funny. So yeah. Um, what, what was the question? I'm sorry. I told she totally. Um, so, uh, there's different places where you can. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Stream- yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think the big lifeline we received this year was the distribution deals with 1091 because oh, totally. Yeah. Amazon every year makes it more and more difficult and no one's talked about this. So I don't know if you've heard IndieWire just did a big piece on it. Um, Amazon's latest hit hit job on indie filmmakers is that they have actually made um a declaration that they will no longer be distributing unsolicited mm, nonfiction what? content. So um, documentary filmmaking, wow, uh, independently distributed will no longer be welcome on Amazon, which a year ago would have been a death sentence for. Oh estimate. my goodness. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so, and now it's kind of forced us to, to really assess like how we're going to re-release because, because some of the stuff like on the trail of hauntings and, beyond the trail we were going to cross post you know to amazon so now we're kind of trying to figure out how we'll do that um yeah it's because of 1091 um our our films are widely uh distributed now so you can get them on um all the major streaming platforms and vod platforms and all that stuff and uh and then we just um we just locked a deal last week to uh distribute the flatwoods monster um to uh a and e in the u they i i don't understand the deal but it's like a and e owns a bunch of networks in uh the uk but they don't actually have an a and e network in the uk so i don't understand what's going on but basically i was told that um like sky tv and life oh yeah yeah totally um all these will have the flatwoods monster playing um that's amazing that's gonna be they they picked up a 36 month run of that um, I don't know. The only thing about that that's weird to me is like, of all the movies to pick up, they pick up the little forty-three minute, like no budget documentary from three years ago. It's this kind of weird, right? It's and it's it's like, is there a big uh, Flatwoods uh, following over in the UK? Is like, I don't yeah. know. Maybe well, there will be after this, but I'm wondering. There's a Flatwoods in the UK. I've because I've often been. Oh. Yeah, really? I've often had people ask me about that. So I'm wondering if they just misunderstood <gasps> when they signed Could the you deal. imagine? And they're like, what? This is West Virginia? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to say. But um Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned Mark. Um, shout out to Mark wherever he is tonight. He's got some health issues. Uh I was talking to him earlier, man. I, yeah, I so, feel his pain, dude. Literally. Yeah. So yeah. um so keep him in your thoughts. Everyone, for real uh is a vital vital part of what we do and our biggest our biggest trip is yet to come it's coming up here in april um I, oh man i was thinking about that yeah is he we, is he uh going on that he was going to go on that trip 
So yeah, the trip he he'll be there. I mean, unless okay. something horrible happens, uh, the trip the trip is supposed to be. It's a strange crew, but it is massive. It's um, mm. it's myself and my wife. It's okay. Aaron Gaskin and his wife. It's um, Mark and Andy, uh, and then um, Alexander Petikov and Eli yeah. uh, Watson are both Eli. Around. Yes, so, dude. So it's gonna be. Um, and then we'll be out there. Um, I'll be out there for seven full days. Uh, Eli and Alex will be out there for like four or five. And what they're doing, I don't know if I'm, we haven't talked at all about Alex's project yet, the beyond the trail thing, but. Um, I mean, this, you can say whatever you want. Cause you're yeah, the head of SDM. Yeah, so but he's got, he's got the pilot episode should be launching like not too, too far off. I mean, I would think sometime around the release of on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey that'll come out and it's, just gonna okay. be a free youtube uh f- immediately free to youtube thing um oh well he'll be, he'll be in new hampshire on that first episode but for the um <clears throat> what basically what beyond the trail of is going to act as is not only will he do his own sort of like bushcraft and bigfoot stuff but um nice. <clears throat> he'll be we're we're gonna tie in beyond the trail episodes to the films we're making so like <clears throat> oh wow we're doing we're doing the Pacific Northwest thing. So he's going to come out and do his beyond the trail thing out there while we're filming on the trail of, so he'll be oh, camping man. out in the woods in the, in the uh, Olympic peninsula and trying to keep Eli alive. I'm sure. And, Dude, um, I love this idea. This is so good. It makes so, yeah, sense. So, so they're going to run concurrent with each other and, and sort of, you know, you'll, you'll get a bigger look at, at the full picture of what's going on um, through Alex's beyond the trail of series um okay but yeah we got i mean we have a ton of stuff we haven't even announced we're, we're actually we start filming a series next week called uh small town monsters uh paranormal unexplained which oh is, is this the like watch the video thing you this were is our, this is our video react of? show oh um, yes if anyone has seen <laughs> if anyone has seen hauntings on the trail of hauntings like imagine the comedic side of that oh show, no like sort of just constant um this is probably where we'll make a lot of enemies honestly <laughs> seth you know that this this show could probably get bigger than anything else you've made like that's the ironic thing because yeah. that has like some real viral um p- possibilities like it could be really big yeah well the thing is like we got so santino is is basically like you know aaron we aaron was the first stm basically like regular staffer right so he works in the office he's in there two days a week he's doing his job which is editing um santino is the next so santino is coming on board nice um, nice pretty much starting now and um his job will be to really help um with the film side of things but he is obviously directing and editing um hauntings and he'll also be uh sort of steering the ship with this show as well and then he's you know he's taking full control of like effects on all of our projects going forward so oh, that's it's amazing. gonna be a big year we've got Oof. we've got uh on the trail of the lake michigan mothman coming later in the year and that'll be a youtube thing as well um, okay and then at some point we're supposed to start producing um sort of like micro budgeted uh, documentaries that really take us back to the roots with like Beast of Whitehall. 
Um, mm. That style of filmmaking, and the first one of those is going to be a Rogue's Hollow movie. And for anyone that follows oh, Monstropolis, it's like a little, little like abandoned coal mine town here in Ohio, near where I live now. That's got all these local legends, like this headless mm-hmm. horse that the, that the devil rides on, and Crybaby Bridge, one of the first Crybaby bridges in the country, and all this kind of stuff. So I really want to make like a basically like a no budget documentary mm. about that place. Uh, and that'll be like a YouTube thing as well. So we're trying to really build out the the YouTube stuff and turn that into a second avenue for us, um, but keep it sort of separated from the films. The films where we just want to keep keep making bigger and better, and and YouTube we want to be able to sort of return to the the no budget roots that yeah. we we started with. So when you say YouTube stuff, I just want to get a clarification are you saying um like those youtube things are in the squad or they're specifically like free and clear in the youtube space so it's yeah it's going to be both so okay squad um squad will probably have on the trail of projects so if we're doing okay. something on the trail of it's probably going to be squad so on the trail of hauntings um i hope in the next year to launch on the trail of uh real werewolves which is whoa um, <laughs> oh, oh dude, really, yeah totally and i yeah. really want to do uh we really want to do like some sort of legends and lore uh urban legend kind of exploration show i don't know if that would be for youtube under haunting or under on the trail of or something else entirely urban um legends huh mm. yeah so like gateways to hell and um oh you yeah, know yeah, cry totally. baby bridges and yep, all that kind yep. of stuff yeah. yeah um so so those things will be under squad and we're we're making a big announcement um this coming week about squad because right now squad has been kind of like sporadic we post whenever aaron's in the office we just throw stuff up sure so um one of the things we're doing going forward is defining like this day this goes up this day this goes up uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, okay. so that'll start with like that'll actually start next week. So Monsteropolis will be Mondays. Um nice. Tuesdays is Squadcast. Squadcast is going weekly. Um oh wow. So we'll do that on Tuesdays and then sort of Wednesday, Thursday is the all that other ancillary content. So like the production diaries and uncut interviews and all that kind of stuff. And then Hauntings is going to be like the second friday of each month and then the hauntings production diary goes up i think the third third or the third thursday i think is how it works (laughs) it's kind of complicated but basically what we don't want to do anymore is post the production diaries before the episodes of the of hauntings because it's given away a lot of oh yeah no you're right yep okay that's smart yep yep so yeah so we're trying to put out um hauntings will come out the second second friday and then the next friday that's what it is it's the next friday will be um the other thing and then you know before year's end so what we we're calling this phase of squad is phase one because we have a phase two in mind um we just want to get enough subscribers in there that we can afford it and once we do that then Mm -hmm. we're going to be launching more original series so the whole that's amazing goal of all this is to just keep growing the original series but for free youtube paranormal unexplained is a free youtube series um beyond the trail is free youtube 
uh and then which i think when people see what we're doing with beyond the trail you're basically getting like a movie like an stm movie for free on youtube is that's amazing dude kind of like the goal so wow um and yeah we just want to keep growing all that stuff the the rogues hollow documentary those would all fall on under the uh small town monsters presents line so like we have um minerva and whitehall up free right now on there the whitehall director's cut um we get the rights back next year to Boggy Creek Monster, Mothman and Point Pleasant, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. Those will all go up. Oh, wow. Under, uh, the same sort of thing. And I'll probably do director's cuts of all those as well. Awesome. Here. Um, so once we do that, you know, like all those will eventually be on YouTube as well. So, yeah, I think what we yeah. really want to do is turn YouTube into like a secondary home, you know, mm-hmm. for everything that isn't um, the feature films and just grow the films and all this other stuff that we're making. And, you know, the other, like squad is very much like a peak behind the scenes. Of oh, STM. Totally. Yep. And, um, and so like the, the episodic content that's original, like hauntings that goes up on squad exclusive, it's going to have that same kind of like, you're getting, you're getting a, a series or an episodic series and you're getting a look at these various phenomena or whatever, but you're also getting a look at us for better or worse. A lot of the times it's for worse. It, it puts a whole different uh, spin when you see the interact, like um, the production diaries for um, the second on the trail of UFOs was like that's some good content man mm-hmm. that's some cool stuff yeah, and um cool. the monsteropolis for rogues hollow mm-hmm. because in the squad you actually like edit in videos sometimes along with that and like that that rogues hollow is really really good with all that extra additional like you and mark walking through rogues hollow you have stuff that you filmed there it's really cool it's a yeah good stuff. i think the goal the goal one of the things we want to do with YouTube eventually, there's no plans for this in the immediate future, but like our dream is to do like a Monsteropolis road trip show each oh my year. Goodness, don't We've talked about it before, just going on the road for like a week and filming every day in like a different place. And That'd then, amazing. you know, when we get back, you'd have like seven episodes of that show to run and it would be like seasonal or whatever. So we've talked about that before because Mark and I are together. I mean, of all my friends, other than Aaron, who I'm in in an office with twice a week, right? Um, Mark, I'm with Mark more than anybody, um, and we do <clears throat> like we just did this trip to Mammoth Cave, you know, for with our sons, yeah. Um, and we recorded some Monsteropolis stuff while we were there as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of we there's a lot of stuff that we want to do. Like we're just kind of getting going and i mean i she'd kill me if i said she knew i said this and she probably will know i said it but well yeah, no we, one listens to this so don't formed worry a, <laughs> we formed a um we started a publishing arm of small town monsters so uh, there's a that's a whole other aspect to this that's going to start happening in the next you know year or two as well um the book that's awesome dude of the next natural next step for what we're doing oh yeah yeah exactly and it makes sense i know that in one of your episodes you you and mark had 
talked about that. Yeah. It's the next, it's just, it makes sense that it happens. Mm -hmm. You just start cranking out amazing books and um, it would be cool if you had like a, uh, a road trip series where you hit different festivals that could get really interesting. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Homa where we're going to be where? in like three Homa, Louisiana. Oh, okay. um, we're going to be there in like three weeks. They do like a Rougarou festival, which I didn't oh, even know snap. existed until like recently. So how many small towns do these weird, like urban legend myths, you know, festivals that you don't even know about. Well, I can think of one and listeners, you can guess where it is. It's in Van Meter, Iowa. Hey, that's the one mentioned for the episode. Um, so <laughs> do you mind if we go through some, uh, some audience uh, listener questions? Yeah. Yes. Oh, actually, before we do that, I, I don't want to forget. So who's going to, who are going to be the people that do like the paranormal uh, um, show? Yeah, We're still figuring that out. Cause um, if it's Aaron, it's going to be comedy. Yeah, no, Just Aaron's in beyond there. belief. Yeah, it's it's Aaron. See, I really want Mark to be involved in some capacity too, but I also mm-hmm. feel like we need at, at least a couple of the ladies that are involved in STM. Heather's great because Heather is very like, um, she's very like rational in her approach to things, and yet I feel like she really wants to believe, and she'll probably hear this mm. and kill me. Um, but no, and on the not. other hand, like Adrian is just wildly skeptical about everything. So oh, really, like, I feel That's like funny. if we could get them both on there, it'd be great. But um, as of right now, I know that next week when we record, we're going to record like the first batch of episodes. Okay. I know it's going to be myself, Santino, Aaron, and Zach. Now, I don't know. It's possible that like Mark might be involved if he's up for it. Um, and it's possible Aaron, a- Adrian might be involved too. So I'm not sure yet who all is going oh, man. to be there you could do also you could do stuff from youtube you could do stuff from tiktok i mean it, mm-hmm. you could do all sorts of, it's gonna be crazy but yeah it be um oh yeah here's some questions and i will give you a heads up that these some of these are super troll questions so just Great. be ready for anything okay i'm excited yeah i know that you are just bubbling over um okay so <clears throat> Jacob from the Patreon, uh, awesome Jacob, says, when are we getting an STM blooper reel? And I want to know what you say, but I have an insight on this, I think, a little bit. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I would say on the trail of hauntings. It's, it's <laughs> real. Um, there's... Man, I can't remember. Did I release a blooper reel for Momo? Because there's one out there. I've mm. got one made. I um, can't remember. I don't know if I've ever released it. If not, we need to do that on Oh, you need to do that right away. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, if dude. you guys saw the the outtakes from the scene where uh, Cliff and Bobo come rushing into the, uh, into the forest oh. where the lights are spinning around, we had to do like a dozen takes. On I've that. always wanted to see. I, I knew that there were outtakes from that scene. I would yeah. love to see those, man. Oh, there's there's outtakes from that whole night because like Bobo kept cracking us up because Bobo would make up lines like Bobo basically created the um, there's there's something on the hill kill it like that was kind (laughs) of like that was like his line on the spot some of that was in the script but I I can't remember there's a couple 
there were a couple ad lib moments that were pretty hilarious that would like crack up crack crack cliff up because cliff got cliff got like violently ill from that shoot because he was out there in the woods without a coat and it got real cold <laughs> and i mean I, by the time the night was over it was like 40 degrees out there and he's out there oh, with geez. no coat on oh. <laughs> filming for hours on end um all right but there was a lot of like laughter happening and outtakes and stuff so, oh i bet yeah definitely at some point we need to release a bunch of that stuff there's a lot of it but just for oh. the recreations there isn't like we don't have outtakes really on the uh on the docks that i can okay there's no like um uh bell witch wild and crazy outtakes probably i mean there are from 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 the recreations but not from like the documentary portion okay of of, but definitely recreations there's gonna always be like tons of outtakes because like zach gets really ridiculous in Mm -hmm scenes like i can remember we were filming a scene in momo where the girls oh it was in the picnic scene where the girls first uh see momo and then he chases them to the car and zach mm-hmm. is standing right next to the camera and for no apparent reason he just goes are, is he gonna get him and like, <laughs> like what are you doing like so there's there's lots of stuff like that like goofy stuff that happens behind the scenes that we should probably try to release at some point i love it um another way jacob to see stuff like that is if you are a member of the squad the production diaries can get pretty dang close to bloopers there's some funny stuff in there yeah i would Uh, say like production diaries have gotten just i i think they're just comedy i don't really think oh yeah I don't totally. know that you could take those seriously. I'm trying to rack my brain thinking if there's any, I mean, there's serious moments. Like the cool thing about the production diaries is it really like shows you what it's like to be on one of these shoots. Most of the time it's ridiculous, but you do get really serious moments. Like when we were filming at like John Bell Jr.'s grave or whatever, like there's, there's very serious somber moments intermingled with complete fat mm. crap insanity. I'm trying. I'm trying to prepare myself for the next one. Okay. Uh, Mothman forty six. Oh no! Yeah, Roger. Dang, I'm gonna have to edit that, aren't I? Um, my source at IndieWire reports that on the trail of Abaguchi for 2022 is a thing. Can you confirm or deny? Yeah, I can't right now. I'm under an NDA on that okay. particular title that makes um, sense so yeah mothman 46 has been people don't realize this but this man has been part of stm going all the way back to the second minerva monster day where he actually oh hung around until like well after the event was over and helped us take down booths and yeah this dude is like one of my uh favorite he comes to every screening at the Canton Palace Theater here. He has wow. he was he was actually on the Dark Sky shoot for uh That's awesome. For the final night at Dolly Sods. He's a he's a good dude. Funny guy. That's good. I know that it's a thing where like um if you're in the the cool kids club where you know what we're talking about when you when we talk about Mothman 46, you know that it's like you don't most people don't really know 
what Mothman 46 is. So let me know if I need to edit out like, I don't know you saying Roger, if that's a thing I need to edit out, you just let me know. You know uh, what? Like he yeah. might get mad at me, but I'm not going to worry about it. Oh my God. Really I'm going to get my butt kicked. This, leave all of this in there. Like every, <laughs> if he gets mad about it, I'll just, I'll just laugh. Yeah. We'll see. I might take it out. Um, We'll see. He made an amazing uh, corn foot. Um, uh, graphic for me it's like a uh, bigfoot but it's made out of corn mm-hmm. it's the iowa bigfoot um it's pretty solid michael shang says uh what is your favorite spot to film in west virginia what a cool question um mm. like in terms of states we filmed in i really think west virginia is probably only second to ohio for filming just because like we filmed there so much between flatwoods mothman and mothman um i mean we almost filmed the bell witch recreations in west virginia oh really Um, originally it was yeah originally we were going to rent a cabin there but um what a good question though wow i mean it's hard because like the the state's so beautiful and i'm not just saying this like i really think that state is Mm -hmm. gorgeous the um I don't know. I, I guess I'll just go west or uh, Point Pleasant because okay. Tuendui, the little like park that sits on on the uh, right right on the the point, the confluence of the uh, Ohio and and Kanawha, Kanawha. I say it wrong every time, so I don't care if any of you West Virginia people complain. Right, uh, Kanawha River, the confluence. It sits like right on the confluence. That's one of my favorite spots in the country um mm, so i think wow. i have to go point pleasant but i mean it's tough like the new river gorge is beautiful um i have really fond memories of this lake that sits outside of uh what is it parkersburg that we shot at um, nice yeah i i love west virginia i i I'm hoping we can do some like on the trail of stuff there in the next like like year or two oh like, dude somehow. that would be rocking yeah, That'd some on amazing. the trail of Bigfoot stuff or something. Um, tactical Bigfoot research, which I've recently just become a fan of this guy, is, is solid. He uh, He's hanging out with us on uh, Clubhouse now, which is – that's the thing to do, Seth. Cool. Um, it, it's pretty cool. So anyways, um, he's, he asked, where is the best place to get a burger on a Bigfoot expedition? Uh, you know what? This, this is uh, so, so Michael, is this a troll question? No, it's not. No. Okay. It, it's, if it's a troll question, it's a troll of him. Um, uh. So Michael was a part of the journey. He's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And he was with us for the duration of the shoot. And I don't know if he would want me mentioning this, but he had a very oh serious health goodness. condition for, for the duration of the shoot. <laughs> that, that Seth, it, how many things am I going to have to edit out of this episode? No, man, just leave it. Okay. All right, uh, cool. I didn't, say what it, I didn't say what it was, but let's just say if you're a man, it's not something you want to deal with. And he dealt with it while he was climbing a mountain. Oh, um, so he is a, he is a trooper, um, but he was wow. with us. Yeah, he was with us for the duration of the shoot. And when you see the journey, day mm-hmm. two is this hike up Mount Hadley, and it's yeah, like, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a pretty intense moment in the movie, and it's it, it's kind of like really personal 
Um, mm. That night, after we were done climbing that mountain, we went to a restaurant that I adore, which is about, okay. I don't know, 60 minutes outside of Whitehall. I've driven there. I've driven like the round trip, like two hour drive just to eat burgers at this place. What? So my favorite burger in the world, um, it's called George Henry's. I probably okay. shouldn't call him out because we're about to drop a bomb on him. But um, we went. Oh so after the Mount Hadley climb we went to george henry's and um you know we we were all piled in one car we go there we eat dinner we or we ordered dinner they had just opened up because mm -hmm. the lockdowns we were in new york state keep in mind so the, oh, so yeah, the lockdowns yeah. were pretty intense so like they had been closed for months like at this point they wow. had closed down in march this was early july like july 1st and we're there and they had just opened up um michael and andy matsky both ordered like fried chicken fingers and okay. had both started eating the chicken before they realized it was completely raw <laughs> uh oh boy so mm. so they had a they had a bad time uh with the chicken but i'll tell okay. you guys no joke the best burger but the burgers cook to perfection eat. you gotta cooked go to perfection gotta go to george henry's just don't order the chicken fingers <laughs> that is so good man i will definitely put that on the list do you remember what uh so you said that's 60 minutes out of whitehall i think it's like 60 minutes because like to get back and okay. forth i think it took us like over two hours to get oh, to okay. our okay gotcha when we were staying there we we ate there the first time we ate there was when i filmed anyone that has read mark matsky's history of small town monsters the making monsters book knows this already but like beast of whitehall was filmed twice and the first time we filmed it i was there with the guys that helped me make minerva and so that was the first time i ate there and then when I came back and filmed Beast of Whitehall the second time, um, I took my dad and Brandon there, Brandon Dela there for dinner. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. At least one night. And then we went again when I came back for the premiere in April. And then I took, um, yeah, the guys there. So this was my like fourth or fifth. I think this was my fifth time there, actually, because the first time when we were filming, I think I actually ate there twice. That's amazing. It's a great place. Here comes here comes some more. Uh, Bigfoot Anonymous says, "Has he been to the witch's ball in Valley City?" I don't know what that sentence means, Seth. So, do you know what it means? I'm guessing it's some haunted location. I haven't. No, you okay. know, like anyone that's watching hauntings is aware that pretty much the STM crew are not ghost people. No, so we are being introduced <laughs> to all of this. Uh, as we go and we're not really trying to hide the fact that none of us are ghost people definitely like, not yeah uh, we don't know anything about it we're finding our way as we go um it's a lot of fun man i i honestly like hauntings has been the most fun i've had on an stm project in a very very long time just for like sheer fun um mm. and i think that's because i i'm not directing it so i don't have okay. to, you know my yeah. job is to show up and film and make sure that everything's going smoothly and um santino does the rest so like mm -hmm. for, for for me it's it's really been like lighthearted and fun and i get to explore some really cool locations that's, that's awesome it. but no i haven't been to the witch's ball the witch's ball in valley city 
I, I don't I, even know. Have to have to Google Valley it. City. Mm. Is that Ohio? I'm I'm gonna guess it it is, but who knows? Um, Outcast at last uh, username says, "What's your favorite three three zero haunted location?" I think that's Ohio, right? So Outcast at last, I've hung out with. Yeah, he yeah, came to good a, old Connor Willoughby. Yeah, he came to a, yep. a screening at the Willoughby Hills Library a few years ago. Um, which I got in a big fight with like a librarian there, and they don't. Oh my goodness, they, they won't let you go in anymore. No, they've asked me to come back to speak, and I'm always just like, eh. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, uh, favorite haunted location. This is actually really good because we've done three. Well, I guess oh three three zero. Jeez, I don't know then, because like, okay, if we're just talking Ohio, I've got a few. You know what? Three three zero would still be Rogues Hollow because that's a that's a three three zero. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Rogue's Hollow. I mean, honestly, in, in Ohio, Rogue's Hollow is my favorite quote-unquote haunted location just in general in the entire state. I just love that place. Mm. It, it's, it looks like it would be really cool to visit, definitely. From it's that strange episode. because it's like I've had people go there because we've talked about it, and they're just like, well, it's there's nothing there. And I'm like, I know. I don't know why I love it so much but if you learn the history of it when mm. you go there you can kind of cast yourself back in time yeah and imagine what it was like and you're picturing things in very specific ways and i think that's what that's the trick you actually have to like know about the place before you go there to really appreciate it awesome um sarah from american snally gaster museum says hey have you ever thought of the snally gaster uh are you gonna come to maryland paraphrase question uh it's a that's a weird cryptid man but snally gas museum is they're gonna be doing some cool stuff sarah's sarah's awesome but yeah sarah's cool i met her at crypto oh you have oh yeah cool. yeah yeah i met her nice. at CryptoCon a few years ago um so snally gaster i don't know enough about i will tell you though the snally gaster the i don't know that people know about this i don't know i i know i mentioned the show on sasswet but i don't think i've talked about it in a long time um okay there was a show that i listened to and i credit this show in a lot of ways with small town monsters even being a thing it was Whoa. called hometown tales and oh wow okay and you can still find them on like on like the apple podcast app it was just these two dudes and they would talk about urban legends and, and stuff relating to small mm. towns and it wasn't necessarily like they talked about cryptids and and whatever but but they talked about a lot of like silly things like specific sandwiches that only existed in certain towns or like food that only existed here oh that like sounds legit cheer wine and stuff like that you know oh, so yeah. um so that was kind of like my baptism into all this weirdness and I do remember them talking about the Snally Gaster quite often on that show. So other than that, I haven't had much of an introduction to the Snally Gaster, but I am, I am more than willing to come to, to, to Maryland anytime. Cause I love that friggin' state. I don't know why, Fantastic. but um, like ocean city. Uh, I used to go to ocean city. It's like the, it's like uh it's like someone slapped a uh, like crammed a Hollister ad into like um 
like Jersey Shore. It's like yeah, it's like yeah, it's just like this mashup of like awful things, but I still adore it because like they have really good French fries on the boardwalk and uh, and there's this uh, place in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware called which is like right down the road called Nikolai's, which is in my opinion the best pizza in the world. Mm. So anytime I can go to Maryland, I haven't been there in a couple of years. I went to Baltimore in 2018 and got to do a, a screening of Bray Road Beast in a haunted hotel. That oh, was wow. pretty cool. But that was nice. my last time in Maryland. So I haven't got to be in Maryland much. Um, so it's I about would time. Love, yeah, I'd love to have an excuse yeah. to go. Uh, Squatch Watch uh, BC says he looks like this is more a comment. So you have to confirm or deny Okay. He looks like a male model that also hunts down ancient artifacts and curates in a secret museum. No, I mean, not, not unless like male models uh, weigh over 200 pounds and have like love handles that like, <laughs> swallow like two watermelons. Um, mm. Yeah, no. Those days are long, long in my rear view at this the point. The ship has sailed. Gotcha. Yeah, that, ship, All right. that ship's gone. Sorry, Squatch Watch. Denied. Yeah. I appreciate uh, it, though. It's really nice. <laughs> if you want to tell me I look like a male model, feel free. There you go. Uh, Jamie Jenny, and I hope I'm saying the username right. Uh, what's it? What's your favorite part of filmmaking? The beginning, the middle, or the final piece? Is that J-A-M-I? Yeah, it, he does amazing Bigfoot uh, research, but I'm just not sure how to pronounce his username. But he's a yeah, he's a cool dude. From what yeah, I yeah, yeah. They're cool. Jamie and Jenny, yeah. I've, I've hung out yeah. with them a couple times. They're cool, cool people. Um, What's my favorite? What? Sorry. Uh, favorite part of filmmaking, the beginning, the middle, or the final piece? I guess maybe the completed piece. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, you have, you really have moments of like triumph during the editing process because it's where I put the film together. Um, and I'm usually alone in the office when those moments okay. happen. And it's usually like very exciting to realize mm-hmm. I hit on something that might work. Um, so those moments are great. You know, like I really love the process though of figuring out what a movie is going to be. Like that's where I'm at right now with Rougarou is like, okay. because it's where I really get to be creative where the creative stuff really comes into play. And I really toiled over that with like, like the mark of the bell, Witch. like mm. I spent weeks trying to figure out like what the style and tone of that movie was going to be. And now I'm really glad I did because when I watched the mark of the bell, Witch, Santino and I were just talking about this. When I watched the mark of the bell, Witch, it is so like focused. It never veers off into some other style. And there's a couple of our movies where that the same thing can't be said. Like, People love mm. Bray Road Beast, and I think Bray Road Beast is a solid movie. But there is a little bit of like this weird jumping between styles that happens where you open with like this very like hammer horror type movie, like with the window and the book and everything. Okay. But then you go into this movie that's like all jump cutting and and very like modern in approach, and it's just kind of a weird. It just feels like the style isn't set necessarily and um hmm. bell witch i don't think we ever i think bell witch just feels very concise like it everything feels so specific it really um, does yeah and so that's that's part of part of that is just the fact that i sit down and i like come up with all those 
those plans for like how the film's going to look and how it's going to play out and, and feel. I mean, one of the, I can't credit Heather enough, Heather Mosier enough with like her involvement in STM because what she does is uh, the, the research side of things now. So like, mm. And and even with the last couple of movies, she started contacting people for me in advance. Oh wow, that's huge! And what that what that does is really like frees me up to solely focus on okay the creative yep. side of of the film exactly. And so like um, yeah, she's she's been great. Like she's really helping me with the Ruguru thing right now too. So I have to give her a lot of credit for if 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 we continue having that same like bell witch might be like the door opening as far as like okay every movie has such a specific feel and tone and everything all throughout i would think a large part of that credit is going to end up going to her because she puts me in a position where i can actually focus on that side of the filmmaking yeah from what i've uh like the interview you did with her was that was really interesting uh she seems to have a really cool outlook on things definitely yeah, yeah. You picked up the uh, Sony G. I'm just going to read it. Uh, Sony G Series FE 200 600 f 5.6 6.3 lens, right? Yeah. Today or recently. Yes. Um, why are you so excited to have that for this coming year? Um, it's a so it's a super telephoto lens. Mm-hmm. Um, with a teleconverter, which is I actually rented a teleconverter when we shot Dark Sky you basically have like um, a telescope, like you're able to shoot. It goes from tel- the teleconverter. I rented doubled our, our, our focal range. So we went from 200 to 600 to 200 to 1200. So I was able to zoom and shoot close-ups of the moon. Um, oh, wow. So it's like, <laughs> uh, it's a super telephoto but to explain why I love it so much, you'll just have to see it, the images, because like, it's, I don't know how else to explain it. It, um, there, I was watching someone talk about this recently. There's a YouTube channel called make art now, mm-hmm. this guy named Josh, okay. Josh, and, um, he, he was explaining why those telephoto lenses look so much better than like just a regular standard zoom lens. Um, even if that standard zoom lens has like a similar focal range, I own a dude, this is so nerdy. Someone's going to, people are just going to tune out here, but like, Oh, I that's fine. Seven, They've are, they tuned out way long ago. Don't worry about it. Just right. keep going, man. Cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, I have a 70 to 350 zoom lens. So and it's Sony too. So it's like the same line okay. and it's series, but it's like one of these smaller, like, little lenses it's more like a photography lens the telephotos do something there's something about the glass and like the inner workings and and it's like computer there's an ssd in this lens whatever it is they it like smashes the background up so Mm. like when you look at it you're seeing like this foreground object and then it just like the bokeh in the background goes off oh yeah sure in in like really interesting ways and when it doesn't necessarily work everywhere, but when you're shooting environments like we are, usually you're going to get amazing images out of that lens that don't look like anything else we shoot with. So, and, and the only way I'm able to tell you is when you get to Bigfoot, the journey, okay. you'll see like a close up of a pine tree mm. and then 
off in the distance, like a mile away, you're able to see like some house sitting somewhere. Oh, wow. Just smashed down into this little like not indistinguishable. It's distinguishable, but it's this, this weird like out of focus thing that really like it puts you in that place in a way that our other lenses and other equipment we shoot with doesn't manage to do. So I just, I'm excited. I've wanted that lens forever. Um, well, yeah. not forever, but since we shot uh, Bigfoot the Journey and uh, I finally just bit on it because I knew I, I keep running it and you get to a point with running this stuff where it just becomes cheaper or it mm-hmm. makes more sense to buy it because you're spending so much money running it. So that's where we're at. Gotcha. Um, do you have some time to talk about uh, the uh, on the trail Bigfoot the Discovery? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because so for people that might not know, so you've already filmed the journey already that took place in the Adirondacks of New York. Um, You've already filmed right now. I'll send it to you as soon as we're done. I mean, I'm totally. I I literally did like the final exports today on it. Yeah, that, that would be like the coolest thing ever, man. Thank you. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that's fine. <laughs> Ooh, watch the movie. Um, uh, so you've already filmed on the trail of UFOs, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Um, yeah. Because now, uh, we're filming yeah. another one before the end of the year. Okay, that's where I get confused. I'm like, you guys are doing so much stuff. It is nuts. It's like yeah. amazing. It's co- it's yeah. the best content, but it's like keeping all straight. I I don't know how you do it, man. Yeah. It's okay. Hard. So there's another one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. But the thing that really has me when I'm reading through like on the trail of Bigfoot, the discovery, there was a blurb that you had written up on Facebook. And then it's like, I had this realization because it's like, oh, he's going out to the Pacific Northwest and he's hanging out with the Olympic project. Yeah. So then I'm like, does that mean that there's going to be amazing, like, so I want to ask questions and you can just shut me down. That's no, fine. Cool. Yeah. Um, so my question is like, are you getting access to the nest? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, from, oh, from what man. I've, from what I've been told. Wow. And I, I think this is okay for me to say, but like, as far as I know, um, they've turned down pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, they had told me of some, some productions that they had turned down but shane i was on the phone with shane for like a half hour today and actually alex just texted me and that's about a phone call he had with shane like five minutes ago but as mm-hmm. far as i know we have full access to the nest site um oh, wow. we're spending two days there we're gonna be we're gonna be on the nest site or at the nest site for at least two days um wow and then we'll be back at uh the op uh headquarters for at least two days this is their movie like i don't really know how else to i told Mm. shane today like on the trail of bigfoot the journey is our movie my it's my movie it's mark's movie it's a movie about us taking this trip to the adirondacks um on the trail of bigfoot the discovery is the olympic projects movie so that's amazing you know it's not going to be about I mean, it'll be about our trip out there, but it's not about that in the way that the journey is about our trip to the Adirondacks. This is not about STM goes to you know the Olympic Peninsula. Um, okay, 
I really want it to be about that group and how they do their research and conduct their research and then about the history of the area oh and, I, and you know and and me and mark and my crew are basically there to tell that story like we're, we're going to be featured in it it's an on the trail of mm-hmm. so we're going to be part of it but it is not our story that is so i, w- I was kind of wondering like what the what the uh the viewpoint you're going to take during that one and that really clears stuff up um so thinking about um let's let's think back when when seth is writing uh his blog and before he starts doing episodes of saswat with mark madsky and if you could go back and tell seth then what you're doing now how would that seth react what do you think it's funny i don't know because i thought of this today um okay we're at a weird place and this is probably going to get more emotional than i intended it to but we're at a weird place with sdm where we've been around now for we've been doing this for six years which doesn't seem like a lot of time but in six years you know i i've had we've had a we have a kid who's now approaching Mm. four years old um you know, my, my mom, when I started doing this, my mom used to help us run our booth at, at events. Like there's mm-hmm. pictures of my mom helping me run our booth at events. And my mom's health has completely deteriorated, yeah. you know, and she's, yeah. she's battling cancer, cancer now. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, even things like what's going on with Mark right now, it, it like gives me, <laughs> that sounds terrible because it sounds like I'm giving Mark a death sentence, but like, it just gives me like a, an appreciation that this is, there's a finite amount of time that we will have to do this stuff. Ooh, and, yeah. And six years ago when I was writing about this, this stuff on blogs and all that kind of stuff, um, I was a guy who was completely miserable in what I did who couldn't wait to find something I didn't hate to do. Oh, that's, that's um, right. Yeah. For, for right. a living. And so yeah. like, I think that's, I don't even know if that Seth would have, would have uh, mm. actually, honestly, that Seth probably would have believed it. I was, I mean, I was dumb enough that I started this thing and had the, had the like stupidity in me to do it. Um, but yeah, the, I think it would, I think it'd be happy. I wish I could tell that Seth to appreciate every moment of it a little more. They, the crew always oh, talks that, about that's crazy. Yes. That hits me hard, man. Yeah. yeah. Cause the crew, the, yeah. the crew talks about how stressed out I was when we filmed Boggy mm-hmm. Creek monster and they all think really fondly of Boggy yeah. Creek monster. Um, it was this, you know, it was this really, it was a formative moment for Andy. Andy was a little kid at the time, you know, and Mark, it was like one of his and Andy's big, big father, son trips. And it was Jason's first time working with the crew and everything. Mm. And there's all these, like, they have such fond memories of that trip. And all I think about is like having a migraine literally every day because I was driving myself crazy and just stressing out, trying to make the movie. And so if I could go back, cause I'm not, that way anymore really i i get a little stressed out i can get a little stressed out but i think i i'm way more relaxed than i was back then 
Mm. So if I could go back, I would tell that Seth to just like chill out and try to enjoy the moment a little bit more than I did. Um, I don't know when that change happened, but it definitely. I was going to ask, what do you think? uh, What do you think? Why are you so more relaxed now than you used to be? I I really, I don't know. No idea. Yeah. I don't know. It happened when we were making Mothman. And then it just hmm. like gradually has gotten to where it is today. Um, you also like the reality of what we do, the reality of what we do in some ways over, I don't know how to explain that. The reality of what we do over time, it, it, it would seem like the reality of what we do. <laughs> Let me think about how to put this. The reality <laughs> of what we do is not as, it's not romantic. Like people think, this must okay. be a really rom- like a romanticized way of life. And it isn't like you're like, what we do is super stressful. And um, when you're on the shoot, it's a very, it's work. It's like, it, it mm. becomes work. But I think early on, maybe the like romanticism, my romanticized version of what a director was supposed to do contributed to me being stressed out all the time because so oh, i was like i have to be like on top of all this stuff i have to rather than just letting the creative process sort of take hold and do its thing um i might have been trying to control things too much and so i know around mothman and by the way i'm i sound congested because like adrian and i are just getting we're we're like two weeks past covid but like we still both are really super congested oh, snap oh um, like, i'm glad you're okay yeah but um yeah the uh during mothman i something happened during that shoot where we were basically like this might be the last movie we make because we just we weren't making wow we weren't making it and um and we knew we were going to have tommy so it was like oh yeah she was she was pregnant she found out she was pregnant right before we released boggy creek and i was like you know like i want to make sure i can take care of my family so this might be the end of doing this full-time i wasn't really doing it full-time i was doing it part-time but it was still like it ate up a ton of my life and i was like this might be the last time we do it so i'm really just going to enjoy it and like we're really going to try to make a great movie and just have fun doing it and then the movie came out and made tons of money and, and enough money that it was, you know, it, we mm. were able to not tons of money, please listeners don't. Yeah, don't, guys, tons of money. So, yeah. you know, Rolls Royces, we're um, talking Scrooge McDuckin yeah. in the bin at Duckburg. So, yeah, you know, this so, is all sarcastic so yeah, guys. It was just a, there was during, <laughs> during the making of that movie is when the change happened. And then I think gradually it just has gotten better. Um, and I, you know, like Zach and Jason will tell me it's, I'm way more chill now than I was when we shot boggy. I mean, I'm boggy. I screamed at someone. I screamed at literally (laughs) every single person on the crew. And that would include Andy at some point on that trip. No. Oh no. And so go ahead. It's the worst way to like direct a movie. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I'm talking about is like your romanticized version of like what a film director is mm-hmm. mine anyway, was like that Alfred Hitchcock or like Stanley Kubrick type. Who's just like a, a general who's going to like get yep. his army in order at all costs. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that doesn't work. And it, and it creates a work environment 
or I mean, calling it a work environment is kind of weird. It creates an environment that's just not like conducive to creativity. And so once we got out of that movie and started, and I started like calming down, uh, that that was when I think we hit our creative, we've started hitting like the creative high peaks. And the one, you know, the exception to all of that is Beast of Whitehall for the most part, I was pretty chill, but, but also Beast of Whitehall is pretty much a one man crew as far as like who was filming like brandon was there to catch audio and my dad was there to hold a oh reflector wow. but um but like i shot that, that whole movie so that i was a little more chill on that movie because there was no one for me to yell at at the time and it sounds from multiple different things you've done that boggy was a very very stressful and taxing movie extremely so yeah boggy boggy yeah yeah. well yeah there's a lot of variables so boggy was we thought that boggy would be the breakout movie Mm, and so i took a lot of pressure upon myself that probably didn't need to be there um because i found that like when the way we approached mothman which should have been the movie where i was like this could be our breakout movie instead like i brought all that stress to to boggy um you don't like you just gotta make a movie you can't think about like what the stakes are you just have to you just have to tell the best gotcha. story you can tell gotcha. and you do that in the best way you can do it and 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 uh, most of the time that means being as relaxed and kind and caring with your crew as you can be in what is a very stressful Mm. situation because as fun as this stuff is um especially back then before we had any of it figured out it's it can be really overwhelming for people who are just coming on to a shoot for the first time interesting it's it's, it'll it'll throw every shoot is different and each one throws curveballs at you. But that one, even now when I'm looking at it in the past, it's like, yeah, I I see why we were so stressed out because it was like, we were doing something. None, none of us had done. Zach had never DP'd a movie. Um, So that was his first time DPing on an STM production. And he was doing it on a movie where, he had a crew of like 11. There were too many people there is the other thing. Like the okay. crew was just way out of control, like large, not the STM crew, but we had a lot of people just kind of like following us around and part of the group who were just kind of there to watch us. And sure. it just added another layer of stress. Man. So there's, there's just a lot with that production that really overwhelmed me especially but i think at some point everyone got a little little overwhelmed like i remember aaron almost collapsing on the final day of shooting because what? he, he what? hadn't drank he hadn't drank any water oh no and so it's like 90 oh, degrees aaron. and um Oof. and you can see it it's in the production diaries that were like part of that original uh dvd he's like we're like joking around about him eating a granola bar after i had told him to drink water and it's cuz like yeah. he he almost collapsed um oh my goodness and the first day down there air uh jason stepped over a copperhead 
like without realizing it just walked over one so there was constantly like some something going wrong or something wanting to kill us and and you know like lyle was like actively involved in that shoot you know yep yep that was a little stressful because he had something very specific he wanted the movie to be and it wasn't necessarily the same thing i wanted the movie to be so we both had these like warring kind of ideas that were going on as to what boggy creek monster should be and so there was some tension in that way too yeah um yeah it was a really stressful shoot we haven't in in terms of the documentaries we haven't come close to that on any of the others but you and uh you and lyle are cool right you're you're cool guys. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't tension in a way that we weren't getting along it was that right we both had right. very specific ideas about mm-hmm. what we wanted the movie to be and at times they were at odds ah gotcha okay makes sense makes sense wow um reminded me of one other question um to bring it back to the kickstarter greg from the patreon says what if there was a well paraphrase what if there is a stretch goal of amazing fedoras (laughs) yeah yeah probably not no dude this fedora thing has got people with like no no people with like cowboy hats and stuff everyone's gotta calm down with the hats the the cryptozoologist hats don't get me started oh no yeah yeah i've got a i've got a beanie (laughs) though so i can't really talk because like i wear this i wear this beanie that i really only wear on shoots i i rarely wear it unless i'm on a shoot i wear this like red beanie oh nice and um I wore it in the final episode of On the Trail of UFOs um, during a very important talk with Shannon Legros up at Griffith Observatory. It's kind of like the summation oh, cool. moment okay. for the entire series. And we're talking up at Griffith Observatory and I'm wearing this outfit that's like cargo shorts and a shirt and another nice, shirt over the nice. shirt. And then I got like this beanie on and Byron, my buddy Byron from Friday, mm-hmm. the Friday podcast. Okay. Uh, told me I straight up look like a drug dealer. So super nineties drug dealer. All right. Yeah, nineties. Yeah. I'm just singing some offspring. I was listening to the Go, the movie Go soundtrack. Do you remember nice. that movie? And I remember the offspring, but not Go, man. Dude. I'm gonna have to check it out movie. though. Is that Doug Lyman movie? Doug Lyman who made uh like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, okay. Well, I know Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Um Lyman had this like weird he was he was like a really good director I don't he's still around but the movie go is great no one doesn't doesn't get enough play it's kind of kind of like rave culture it's a good movie that's that's pretty specific rave culture nice nice yeah I'm gonna have Shannon on uh in a few weeks that that'll be fun I've been trying to interview her for about a year and a half so i'm excited yeah what the heck i thought like last time i was on you you were talking about how she was going to come on well stuff happened and then um you know it's cool but dude um oh and i'm gonna interview dr meldrum so that's amazing as well oh cool yeah yeah. rock and roll yeah Um, yeah 
We're going to talk about Star Trek. Talk about Mormonism. That's cool too. I know that's his religion, right? Yeah, yeah. That's him. Yeah. Yep. I wasn't making fun. I was I was No, I know, I know, I know. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um or thank you for I coming on, Seth. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is gonna be Swiss cheese by the time I'm done editing. <laughs> oh man. Always fun to have you on, dude. Um yeah. can you oh man, this is this what's the summary of of ways that people can can follow you you got so Um, many things going on yeah uh youtube i don't know the channel url i can't remember it it's like look up small town monsters yeah it's just just search it on youtube um you can join small town monster squad on there and that's how you'll get access to hauntings you can go to smalltownmonsters.com you can go to facebook.com just go to facebook and look us up on there uh we're on twitter uh we have a uh group and pages on facebook um and we're on instagram and we're over ten thousand. we finally got over ten thousand followers on instagram so that was for you that's that's hard to do that's awesome yeah so we we made that uh goal um and now you can also find us on kickstarter so look us up on kickstarter i think that's that kind of covers it. Go look. If you want to watch our movies, just look up small town monsters or Seth breed love on pretty much any streaming platform. You're going to find at least a few, even uh, the to be, even the to be app. You, you yeah, guys are Tubi, even on the to be app has a ton from dude, like 30 Bigfoot movies, even in search of Bigfoot with Robert W. Morgan, which is the bomb dude. I just talked about that movie somewhere. It, oh yeah. I, I was on, I was on Sean Forker's, uh, Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Sean Forker's show and I was talking about the movie. Oh nice. That's my favorite. That's become like my favorite Bigfoot doc. Um that's so good. Yeah, it's a great movie. Oh my goodness. If you like that movie, the Port Chatham Harry Man movie reminds me of it. Oh, I didn't know there's a there's a movie about that. Port yeah, Chatham. Yeah, it's uh really? my buddy my buddy Larry Beans Baxter is in it. Um okay. it's a it's, it might just be called the Port Chatham Harry Man, but um, yeah, look it up. It's uh, yeah. it was on Amazon Prime for a long time. Okay. It's pretty good. Awesome. So, listeners, uh, again, uh, the Kickstarter goal has been reached, but let's take it over the top, like Sylvester Stallone does in that amazing arm wrestling movie. Just go, mm-hmm. bam! You gotta see it in the YouTube. But yeah, seventy-five thousand. As of February 18th, let's take it over 100K. Let's do it. Let's get some fedoras for the stretch goal. No, it's not going to happen. But <laughs> um, Seth, are you still cool with st- what? We'll think about it. We'll think about it. All right. Um, Seth, are you still cool for staying uh, a few minutes afterwards? Yeah. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah. So Seth is going to uh, hang out for a few more minutes to talk some for uh, the Patreon portion of the show if you want to hear that you can go to patreon.com forward slash bigfoot society five dollars to support the podcast but thanks so much for coming on seth always a pleasure and uh thanks as always for listening listeners have a great night again a big thanks to my friend seth breedlove from small town monsters for coming on and sharing all about the upcoming year uh, remember, if you haven't supported the Kickstarter yet, uh, there's still time until March 4th, so do it as quick as you can. Let's get them over the 100K mark. Also, I did clear that bit with Mothman46. You're the best. Keep it up, buddy. Thanks. Thank the 
supporting members of the Big Trust Society Patreon. We have Surfetes, uh, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch, Greg Morrill from the Order 66 podcast, with Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands, Daniel Fuller with Caveman Resale on eBay, Connor Anderson. And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And uh, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. Again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society. And we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot.society at Bigfoot.society. And if you've got a story to tell and it's related to cryptozoology or the unknown, don't be afraid to send me a DM on Instagram at Bigfoot Society. I'd love to uh, share your story with the world. Let's uh, get it squatchy. (laughs) One last thing, guys. We need to talk about the new Clubhouse app. Uh, It's currently in beta. It is an audio-only platform. I am currently setting up uh, the cryptozoology community on Clubhouse. So if you have Clubhouse, look up uh, my name, which is public and out there, Jeremiah Byron. And um, it's username at Bigfoot Society. Add me so that you can be in the Clubhouse Bigfoot Society room that will be happening every week at uh, Wednesday night. 9 30 p.m central standard time it's a great time we've got a lot of people already in there uh you're gonna get hooked so check it out the views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of bigfoot society any content provided by our guests are not intended to align any religion ethnic group club organization company individual 